Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It's uh, day two on the stand. Day three, actually, but day two of questioning for uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. And all I'm going to say is it's good news for uh, child pornography uh, connoisseurs. Good news, Craig. Good news for you and for fentanyl dealers. Uh, you're, uh, this is going to be your justice on the court. She will be looking out for your interests for the next 40 years. She's going to sail through the nomination uh, process here. But I have to say, uh, the Republicans did a good job of uh, going at her yesterday. <clears throat> no questions about her high school yearbook. No questions about her boofing. I was kind of disappointed. But uh, some really good questions about her judicial record, which is way, way outside the mainstream. This is the radical the radical the Joe Biden uh, regime was hoping for. This is the radical we're going to get for the rest of my life on the court, which is kind of scary, but we'll play some of the highlights and lowlights from uh, Kentanji Brown's, they're going to call it KBJ, all right? <clears throat> they're going to call it KBJ, so I should just get used to it. KBJ's performance uh, was pretty pathetic yesterday, but we'll play some highlights. Uh, we have two of the most stunningly, shockingly, disturbingly bad uh, uh, articles you'll ever read. We have one from NBC. Big surprise, NBC is paying tribute to Leah, where a woman, uh, a professor, a college professor, sort of compares her to Jackie Robinson and says Leah should be celebrated by all women, all women. Uh, But that doesn't come close to the ESPN article from yesterday. about LaShia Clarendon, LaShia Clarendon, a player in the WNBA. Um, And we're going to, I'm going to attempt to read it and and we're going to attempt to decipher it because I I can't even begin to describe it. I tweeted it out and uh, challenged people to read it, to get through three paragraphs. Uh, It's, it's so bad. It's so, it's just so badly written, badly worded. You're not going to believe it. And, And I think it's an indication of just how far gone ESPN is that they actually ran this article and treated it like, like a real, a real story about a real person. It's just an amazing piece of journalism. Uh, 
Uh, Twitter bans Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk, who has, I don't know what, million, uh, over a million followers, very popular guy on Twitter. They banned him for stating facts. Uh, there's no hate speech. There's no lies. There's no disinformation. He just stated facts about the lovely Rachel Levine. Kamala Harris, uh, according to a new book, Dr. Jill hates her, but that's no surprise. We sort of expected that. Uh, and uh, they, they got some good dirt on Kamala. She is just, it is just not working out. We're 14 months into the Kamala Harris uh, uh, administration, and it is just not going well. We got Bamani Jones numbers for week two on the Bamani Jones uh, uh, TV show. Game, uh, no, what is it called? Race, no, what's it? I don't know, game theory or race theory or game. I don't know. We'll, we'll give you the results. If you haven't seen the show, and I'm pretty sure you haven't because nobody is watching, but it ain't working out well for Bamani. We'll tell you about that and a lot more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs and more importantly, your budget. The mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it so difficult and confusing. They'll bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 466914, insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, we got to start with KBJ because I got to say, I, I tuned into some of the hearing yesterday thinking it would be a bore. It would be a snoozer. Obviously, the Democrats uh, went easy on her. No tough questions. Um, uh, that's This is uh, their nominee. Uh, they love her. She's a complete nut, a complete radical nut job. And we'll give you some examples. Uh, she's a, uh, they want to make her seem like, you know, like Clarence Thomas, someone who grew up poor and overcame all the odds. It ain't the case. She was a child of privilege. Her father was a lawyer. Her mother was a principal. Uh, her uncle was chief of police in Miami. She went to Harvard. She edited the Harvard Law Review. She is, a, she's had, uh, she's had, had privilege most of her adult life. Uh, I think she's married to a doctor. She's fabulously wealthy. She is going to be uh, on the Supreme Court. She's going to be in the Supreme Court for a long, long time. Uh, but the Republicans, and I thought the Republicans would do a, uh, I thought they would lay off. I thought they would be careful because the reason, uh, one of the reasons Biden nominated a black woman is because it provides protection. You can only be so aggressive before the media and and, and the Democrats pounce and call you racist. Well, they, they called them racist anyway. The you know usual suspects on on the View and MSNBC and all the usual people were calling the Republicans racist for asking tough questions. But they can't say they didn't stick to her record. They talked about her record, and it is abysmal. She has a thing. She has an affinity for child pornography uh, collectors and child molesters. She does not like to see them go to prison. She does not send when she was ju- a judge. She did not sentence them following uh, according to the guidelines or or according to the uh, prosecution. She went easy on them every single time. And we can get to that. We can get to the uh, um, the big question of the day. The one that kind of went viral was they asked her, "What is a woman?" Because you know, transgender. The, 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 we know. 
We know there will be some important decisions before the important cases before the Supreme Court related to uh, you know, transgender women, biological men in sports. And they asked a simple question. I believe it was Marsha Blackburn. Blackburn, what is a woman? She wouldn't answer or couldn't answer. Tells you a lot because that's going to be a question before the Supreme Court. They asked her when life begins. Wouldn't answer, couldn't answer. That's going to be a big question before the Supreme Court. But she felt no uh, obligation to be honest or forthright because it doesn't matter. All the Democrats are going to vote for her. Most of the Republicans are going to vote against her. That's the way it works now. She'll get Mitt Romney's vote because he is a coward and he is a, a pander and puke. And he had a problem with the questions yesterday, he said, because he didn't like Josh Hawley asking her about the way she went easy on child pornographers. Mitt didn't like that. Mitt wanted to just, you know, suck her toes and, and, and <laughs> let her sail through because Mitt is a piece of crap. But we don't have to start. You know, you know what I want to start with? I watched this. I watched a good deal of this and I came away, I came away concerned, if not downright disturbed about our country yet again. And it's not because of KBJ. KBJ is going to vote the same way every single time as Stephen Breyer would have vote the same way as Sonia Sotomayor and, and Elena Kagan that she's going to, she's never going to waver. She's never going to, uh, you know, uh, do anything uh, out of the ordinary surprising. She will never, ever surprise you. You know right now how she will vote on every single case for the next 30 years. Uh, and, and we can get to some of her radical ideas, but it's not just her. It's not her that worried me yesterday. It is the Senate. We talk a lot here about how Joe Biden is not very uh, cognitively uh, sharp. He is in decline. He's in decay. He has uh, dementia in, in some level. He is in the throes of dementia. And we say the same thing about Nancy Pelosi. And we also are concerned uh, about, you know, Mitch McConnell, about Anthony Fauci. We have placed this country in the hands, the very shaky hands of really old, really fragile people. Yesterday, I, I felt like I was watching a, a you know a conversation in the in the memory on the memory floor of the Sunshine Home. These are people, and we joke about it all the time, but it's no joke. These are people who legally could not deliver your mail. You know, they couldn't you know, drive an Amazon truck. They they couldn't uh, work in the in, in, in at the fire department they couldn't teach your children they would have been required by law to retire 20 25 years ago and yet we allow them to sit up there and make the biggest decisions that affect the world for generations so i'm watching patrick leaky Leahy from vermont who honest to god if his kids and grandkids haven't taken the keys away they're not very good uh, kids or grandkids you would never let this guy walk your dog because you'd be afraid he wouldn't find his way home. And you know what they call him on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Craig? They call him kid. They call him kid because he's, he's, you know, he's, he's part of the youth movement. He's 81. Then they go to, uh, let's see, they go to um, Chuck Grassley. He's 88. 88. Um, you know what uh, Diane Feinstein calls him? You know, youngster. 
Diane Feinstein's also 88, almost 89. Then you got people like, like <clears throat> Dick Durbin, 77. Dick Blumenthal, Danang, Danang Dick, the guy who lied about fighting in Vietnam, 76. And then even just people like, like, like John Cornyn, 70. You go from one geriatric uh, uh, fossil to the next, and you're saying, uh, Diane Feinstein, by all accounts, is completely gone mentally, completely gone as well. She, uh, you'd expect her to be, she's almost 89 and she's sitting there making these vital decisions that again, will affect us all for generations. What the hell is going on? Why are people voting for 88 year olds? Why are they entrusting this incredibly consequential decision with people who should be trying to decide whether they want to, you know, putting her ice cream for dessert that, that should be, if not living in a nursing facility, have a, you know, a visiting nurse. These are like commercials for visiting angels watching this. And they sound every day of it. Do you have any Patrick Leahy? Just watch, listen to this man and tell me that he is still in, uh, in possession of all his faculties. This is Patrick Leahy, uh, questioning Katanji Brown-Jackson yesterday. Go ahead. And the Senate decides to confirm to our federal judiciary and especially our nation's highest court. That's extremely important. The American people, our constituents, and their faith, and their faith in the courts. That's now tell, me, tell me what other job in the country, what other job, maybe a priest, he looks like he could be one of those priests from that have been in the job for a hundred years, but tell me what other job you could have if you're almost, uh, he's 88, 88. He's been in the Senate for 47 years. He's been in the Senate for 47 years. It's silly. I mean, this is honestly like some kind of monarchy. You get the job and you're just there for life mm. and there's no pressure. Obviously there's no there's no rules and laws that say you have to step down or you have to pass a cognitive test. We're, we're on the brink of world war. By the way, the Senate is supposed to declare war or the house or the Congress, uh, uh, Senate. We're on the brink of world war and the people deciding do not, it doesn't affect them because they're not going to be here much longer. I mean, this guy's almost 90. And then you have a president who's heading to Europe heading to Brussels, uh, Brussels, heading to Poland. And all we're hoping for as Americans, all the administration is hoping for, all his, the media, his supporters and the media are hoping for is that he doesn't literally fall down. They're hoping that he literally doesn't screw things up. We're supposed to be the leaders of the free world. And we send one week, we send the dumbest uh, elected official in American history there to giggle and laugh and talk about the passage of time. Actually, she said that when she came home, but we send that woman and, and, and people in Europe, Eastern Europe are saying, who is this? What is she doing here? Is she some, is this some kind of joke she's done? And now we send the hopelessly, hopelessly lost Joe Biden to go there and reassure our allies or possibly send troops. We have all these troops lined up on the Polish border. They're not saying, you know, what the plan is, but there's a chance that we 
enter a war with a nuclear superpower and the people making that decision should be making a decision right now on, on what to get for breakfast at IHOP. You know, you go with the pancakes or you get the omelet today. That should be the extent. Uh, I got I to gotta calm down. I don't even know what, why I went off on that. I got to <laughs> calm down. I just, I watched it and I'm sitting there going, wait a second. This guy's still in the Senate? There's been stories, uh, rumors for years that Diane Feinstein is completely gone and she uh, is not in possession of all her faculties and her staff is doing everything for her. She did some questioning yesterday. It was mundane. It was, you know, rambling on about, you know, uh, abortion or whatever. And you're saying, okay, at some point, don't they have the grace, I don't know, the the humility to say, I'm going to retire. Don't they have plans? Doesn't everyone have plans for retirement, things you want to do when you're done working? God knows they're fabulously wealthy. They're all they're all fabulously wealthy. Take your, I mean, do what retirees do. It, 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 I mean, there, if you were to the grocery store today, there'll be someone who looks like Patrick Leahy. And I understand they retire. Maybe they're bored. They want to, something to do. To, and, and so they go bag groceries. That's fine. That's cool. But they don't drive, you know, trucks. You know, they don't, they don't teach kids. There's certain jobs you cannot do when you're, over the hill. But anyway, I don't know. I'm sure why, why I went there, but let's get to, let's get to the questions of this completely unfit uh, judge who is going to be a Supreme court justice. I don't know how anybody, I don't care. I know we have some, I have some, you know, hate listeners, hate watchers. I certainly have lots of hate followers on Twitter that want to come at me, but I would ask them, you watch a judge uh, talk about letting all child predators off easy. And I mean all and make excuses for them. One of the excuses she gave for giving a child pornographer uh, a light sentence was it's different now because it's so much easier to acquire child porn. What? She literally said that with technology and internet, it makes it easier to acquire child porn. So she went, feels a need to go easy on them. The old days, when you had to like buy it on the street or through the mail, she could understand harsh sentences, but now a couple of clicks and you get it and you buy some child porn. Now it's so easy to acquire. I think I must go easy on them. She was uh, the sentencing judge in seven uh, cases involving child pornography. She went easy, well below the sentencing guidelines and well below the prosecution's request Seven times, seven of seven. That's a pattern. She does not believe in putting child pornographers in prison. Mm. The most egregious case, and Josh, we can get to Josh Hawley. I will just sum it up. She had a child pornographer who was 18. He had pictures of kids, thousands of pictures of kids in, in pornography, you know, child pornography photos. She said they were about his age which is why she went easy on him. One of them was eight years old. So an 18 year old had pictures, pornographic pictures of an eight year old. The guidelines called for a sentence of 96 to 120 months. That would be 10 years. The prosecutor asked for 24 months, two years. She gave the kid, the man, three months, three months. 
did you ever <clears throat> think, I know you're, you know, I know you've dabbled in this, but did you ever think yeah, you, if you possessed, if you got caught possessing child porn, I always thought that was like, you know, murder. I was going to say like death penalty. Over. Yeah. Your life was over. You went to prison for a long time. I don't know, 96 or 120 months, three months. Need I remind you that there are hundreds of people, nonviolent offenders who walked to the Capitol on January 6th, who never even got bail. Um, Jacob Chansley, the most famous one, the, the Viking man, is doing 41 months, never got bail, never got released pre-trial. He's doing three and a half years. He hit nobody, hurt nobody, broke nothing. This kid, sorry, this man had child porn. He did three months, three months. There's one example after another of her apologizing while sentencing a child predator. To Sorry, I have to do this. The rules say I don't want to. She just doesn't think it's a serious offense. Child pornography, child molestation. This is this woman is a nut, and and this and she handled the questioning fine because it doesn't really matter what she says, but her answers were stunning. She just doesn't think it's a serious offense. But uh, what do we have? We have uh, Holly uh, questioning her because this was probably the best part. The, about that particular topic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. One more thing on this, same idea. You said you were viewing, this is you to the defendant, you were de- you were viewing sex acts between children who were not much younger than you. And this whole discussion is about why you're only giving him three months. Judge, he was 18. These kids are eight. I don't see in what sense they're peers. I've got a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a 16-month-old at home. And I live in fear that they will be exposed to, let alone exploited, in this kind of material. I don't understand you saying to him that they're peers and that, therefore, you were viewing sex acts between children who are not much younger than you and that that's, that's somehow a reason to only give him three months. Help me understand this. Senator, I don't have the record of that entire case. That's it. <laughs> that's that's her answer. Yeah. You got? Does she have any more? Is that it? Uh, there's one more on that one, I believe. Uh, yeah, she she was uncomfortable as well. She should be. That was a nice summary by Josh Hawley. A little different than the Democrats with uh, I don't know Brett Kavanaugh uh, when they asked about you know his yearbook. Yeah. What he wrote in his yearbook when uh, Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island, perhaps the biggest embarrassment in the Senate, not from Massachusetts, asked about boofing when when a when a 17 year old kid made a joke about farting in his yearbook. That's the line of questioning from uh, Whitehouse when they made up lie after lie about Kavanaugh raping people in high school or on boats off Rhode Island, when they completely d- tried to destroy the man in front of his family, what Holly's doing is literally reading from the record, mm-hmm. reading from the sentencing she gave a child uh, pornographer. And she doesn't know what to say, of course, because there's just no defense. There's no defense. And, and it is amazing. There had to be, I mean, you wanted a, uh, you wanted a, a, a black woman. I realized that's all that mattered to, uh, to Joe Biden. He said it, he made it clear 
This was a affirmative action hire. She has to be black. She has to be a woman. Ain't no one else need apply. I understand that. But did they have to find someone this far outside the mainstream that doesn't really think, you know, child pornography is a big deal that doesn't think, by the way, in sentencing a fentanyl dealer, they asked her, I think it was Tom Cotton asked her, did he, she talk to any of the victims? And she said, there are no victims, <clears throat> no victims. 100,000 people died of fentanyl poisoning last year. And Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson couldn't find any victims of a drug kingpin. Uh, but go ahead, let's, let's listen to more from this, uh, from this extremist judge. And then you go on to say sex offenders are truly shunned in our society. I'm just trying to figure out, Judge, is he the victim here or are the victims the victims? You're saying that you are, you're apologizing to him. You're saying you're sorry for the anguish this has caused him. There was a victim impact statement in this case. It didn't get read into the record, but it was there. I've described the, the videos that we have. You say earlier in the case, you talk about how heinous these crimes are, and you describe them to your credit. You describe how heinous it is to your credit. And yet, here you are giving him three months and apologizing to him and saying you feel sorry for the anguish it's caused him and also saying you think that sex offenders are truly shunned in our society. So just just talk about that. Help me understand. I mean, is, is he a victim? Is that your view here? Is that why you said this? Is that what you meant by Senator, I, I, again, don't have the entire record. I remember in that particular case, I considered it to be unusual, in part for the reasons that I described. I don't get it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let her go. Let her go. That's the end of the video. Oh. Well, we don't have any of her answers. Do you have any of her answers? You just have half answers. That all her answers on these topics have been just. Well, I, I don't. Middle, I don't have she the was record. In the middle of a sentence. She was in the middle of a sentence. I want to hear from her. She is uh, uh, absolutely unfit. It's amazing. This is the person they choose. A person who doesn't think, who thinks, who apologizes to a child pornographer, apologizes before sentencing him to three months. Uh, it's amazing. But the thing that's gone vi viral is um, she was asked. What, she was asked, when does life begin? She wouldn't answer, which is kind of an important topic for a Supreme Court justice. Right. And what is a woman? Do we have Marsha Blackburn? This is kind of an important uh, uh, topic as well. Important question, seeing uh, you know the news these days about men destroying women's sports. You know, at some point in her tenure, there'll be a question before the Supreme Court about, about men ruining girls' sports and other topics about uh, men uh, dominating women, uh, or, or I should say uh, biological men, transgender women dominating uh, women. And uh, somehow we think that'll end up in front of the Supreme Court. But Marsha Blackburn asks a very simple question. What is a woman? And a judge, a very smart judge who went to Harvard, doesn't have an answer. Go ahead, play it. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? 
Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments and I look at the right. law and I decide. Well, so I'm not. The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. Just last week, an entire generation of young girls watched as our taxpayer-funded institutions permitted a biological man to compete and beat a biological woman in the NCAA swimming championships. What message do you think this sends to girls who aspire to compete and win in sports at the highest levels? Senator, I'm not sure what message that sends. If, if you're asking me about the legal issues related to it, um, those are topics that are being hotly discussed, as you say, and I, could come to the court. Uh, she, she doesn't answer anything, and I don't blame her. It doesn't matter. She could say anything. It doesn't matter. She's going to pass. It It will be disappointing if any, if any Republican votes for her. I was just looking at the numbers uh, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, supremely qualified, uh, the last nom- uh, last Trump nominee. How yeah, many Democrats voted to uh, uh, confirm Amy Coney Barrett? Craig, take a guess. Three. Zero. Uh, Zero. Brett Kavanaugh, supremely qualified, a guy who was slandered and libeled like no one ever before, a guy who was lied about, it was the victim of this scheme. Uh, to, to bring forward uh, liars who said he raped them. It failed, fortunately. You know how many Democrats voted for Brett Kavanaugh? He definitely One. Really? One. Joe Manchin voted for him. Uh, really? So any Republican who votes for this nominee should be ashamed. I'm sure Mitt Romney will do it. Hell, Susan Collins voted against Amy Coney Barrett. She'll vote for this radical, I have no doubt, but she's just a helpless rhino. But uh, I'll be watching some at least today at least you know you don't have to watch when the democrats do their questioning because they just kiss her ass and try to prop her up but when the republicans go go at her with material like this it's worth watching it's worth understanding just what a radical she is but uh, all right let's move on we got to get to our uh, reading I'm, i'm a little nervous about this i'm not sure i could do this i'm going to read the worst written story in journalism history. And I'm not kidding. I'm a connoisseur. I'm an expert on journal. I'm an expert on sports stories in magazines and newspapers. I've read many, many, I've written a few. I know what I'm talking about in this. This is the single worst written thing in history, in journalism history. But what do I have to do now? You want me to do ExpressVPN? ExpressVPN and uh, paint your life. And paint your life. Good. Let's get to our sponsors. As we talk about frequently here on the show, big tech companies have been ramping up censorship to new heights. We've been shadow banned on many of social media platforms. We got kicked off YouTube for medical misinformation. We'll get to what they did to Charlie Kirk yesterday on Twitter. It's amazing. Uh, what some may not realize about big tech is that not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, which everything you click on. And they use this data to serve you ads. They match your activity to your true identity. Think about everything you browse. 
they use this data and turn it into a product. The same big tech companies who are largely responsible for cancel culture are using your information to profit off it. That's why we use ExpressVPN and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habit habits. ESPN, ESPN, ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product. Make sure to go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan to get an extra three months free with an annual subscription. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Callahan support this show strike back against big tech and keep your identity, keep identity thieves at bay. I paint your life. All right, we're back. Everybody's back. We're back to celebrating life, to doing things, going on vacation, going to parades, hanging out with friends and family. And, and you know, you, you need you need a way to uh, remember these moments forever. I got the way. Paintyourlife.com. This is it. You can celebrate some of your favorite times by turning these memories into art. When I first heard about paintyourlife.com, I thought, what a great idea for gift birthdays or anniversaries. But I figure it must be expensive, too expensive. But that is not the case. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Or you can combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. The user-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's fast. You can get your portrait in as little as two weeks. Makes the perfect gift for a birthday or an anniversary or a wedding gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word Jerry to 64,000. That's Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 64,000. Text Jerry to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. All right, let's get to this uh, ESPN story, and then we'll get to the NBC uh, 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 NBC tribute to uh, the lovely Leah Thomas. And I'll tell you why Charlie Kirk got taken off of Twitter. It's amazing. Uh, first of all, I, from what I understand, uh, my uh, friend at the moment, my friend at the moment, Kirk Minahan, was ripping me for stealing this. And, and I did. He, called, he, point, he sent this to me. I said, you got to read this. And then I got back to him. I said, I want to tweet about it and talk about it. Uh, you know, but I'm going to let you do it first because I thought, you know, Kirk might want to tweet about it. And he said, no, nah, I'm good. Go ahead. And I did. And now he's whining that I stole his idea, which I did. But it's a great, it's amazing. I'm glad he, po- I'm glad he uh, pointed this out to me. I'm not sure I would have seen it. I don't go to ESPN.com often, but they have, this is like a cover. Yeah, it's called actually called the ESPN cover story. If you're watching on locals, you can see right there uh, a cover story and it's called the power of Lashia, Lashia, Lashia Clarendon. Lashia. Player, player, parent, activist, pioneer. Faith is the driving force for the NBA's first openly non-binary and transgender player. So, uh, uh, where do you begin? She's born a female. She became a male and then she became a non-binary. I don't know. She's a very confused person and she's a player for, uh, I don't even know what team the, uh, 
at WNBA. And uh, she was like a top draft pick. And this is one confused person. And ESPN, they didn't go into this looking to tell you about Lacia. How do I say Lacia? I think it's Lacia. Lacia. They didn't go into it looking to tell you the story of Lacia or tell you all about her, you know, her whole complete story. They're here to celebrate, just like NBC would be. They're here to celebrate Lacia. Lacia is really complicated. It could be a good story. It could be a good story because she's unusual, unique. But it's not. It's a terrible story because they have one purpose. It is to uh, serve as her PR agent, to celebrate her, to pay tribute to her. Uh, In fact, I offended them already because I said her. Here's the editor's note to start this amazing story. Editor's note. Lacia Clarendon, who identifies as transgender and non-binary, uses he, him, she, her, and they, them pronouns interchangeably. We do so throughout this piece. We also introduce the preferred pronouns for others who appear in the story and for whom pronouns are used. Let me repeat. Lacia uses all the different pronouns. I mean, that's all of them. It's he, him, she, her. And they interchangeably. This is, I have a big problem with this. And granted, this is just a silly story that no one's really going to pay much attention to. But I'm, I'm, I'm done with the preferred pronouns. I decided with Leah, you know, I used to say, just use the pronouns they want. Don't get bogged down. Don't get distracted. But they're messing with the English language. And I'll get to it in a moment. But you can't do it. You can give yourself whatever name you want. You could call yourself whatever you want. You could dress however you want. You have all the rights and privileges as every other American citizen. You can't change the language. You can't say, call me they, because they is plural. You don't get to change plural and singular. That's not, (laughs) you don't have a right to do that. You don't get to call yourself a plural pronoun because it is messing with the language and it is confusing everybody but let's get to it maybe music for my reading i should have thought of that but that's okay we don't we don't need it next time next time how do you pronounce how would you pronounce this lacia 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 clarendon wrapped their hand around the back of the fussy newborn looking up at them in the maternity recovery room (laughs) at a bay area hospital a nurse had just shown lacia how to cradle the baby in a football hold, and Laisha rested the soft skin of the baby's back against her left forearm and held the baby's head in her hand. Baby C, parentheses, they, them, gurgled and squirmed at Laisha's tush. Is this writer in the maternity room there after the birth? It's just amazing. Uh, Laisha accepted shampoo from the nurse Silently wondering if it would be appropriate for black hair. (laughs) I can't do it. I'm I'm struggling already. I'm on the second graph. With her right hand, she gently rubbed her fingers through the silky curls of Baby C's full head of hair. It was December 21st, 2020, Baby C's birthday and first, first wash day. Lacia's wife, Jessica... She, her, 
had just given birth to baby C by cesarean section after a 29-hour labor after carrying the baby for just over 41 weeks. As Jessica recovered, Lacia found himself <laughs> alone with his first child. He never expected to have these first moments alone with baby C. Lacia and Jessica had planned for a vaginal birth and for these moments to be shared. It was so beautiful for me to get the opportunity. It was so powerful. Exhausted and weak, Jessica joined Lacia and baby C in the recovery room. Laisha held the baby up to Jessica's chest to assist with baby C's first meal. This is how it goes for, I don't know, um, three, 4,000 words. They alternate pronouns. Yeah. One reference, Laisha's he, the next she, and the next they. Indiscriminately, arbitrarily, they just change pronouns. So you constantly... For Clarendon, next paragraph, for Clarendon, the arrival of baby C crystallized the reasons they have fought so hard to make the world a more just place and why the fight must persist. <laughs> if it, if she didn't mess with the pronouns, right? If everyone just had a name and everyone was just, no, you know, he, she, the, whatever, it would still be the worst written thing I've ever read. It's incredible, the fawning, the... The, the worshiping of this person, this writer, by the way, let me get the name. I didn't even give the name. Katie Barnes. Katie Barnes is the writer. And she's just, uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it, I guess there's no editors. ESPN, they've cut back. Maybe the editor was uh, an old white guy and they want to get rid of all them. If this went through the process of an editor or two or three editors like it used to in the old, they would laugh at this whole story and just say, you've got to be kidding. I don't know. They might uh, also get fired for touching this now. I guess. Right. She could turn around. There's a picture of Katie Barnes. Katie Barnes is an award-winning writer who focuses on basketball, MMA, and the intersection of gender and sports. And the, the story just goes on and on. And you never know who they is or he is or she is. You don't know. It's like, what the hell? Why do you think that serves any purpose at all to inter? You should just say, Laisha, you know, I love you. I worship you. The greatest human being ever. But can you pick one for the story, just for the story? And it can't be they. And they go through other people. <clears throat> Anybody they reference gets, you know, the uh, parentheses treatment of he, him. The whole story is filled with parentheses. He, him, they, they, she, she. And some people. They pick, they pick multiple pronouns. It is, and the whole thing is just worshiping how change, she's changing the world and pride and gay and lesbian and transgender and non-binary. It is work. You will get a headache attempting to read this about all the people and what they want to be referred to. This is one confused individual. If you were to write an honest story, you'd say, what, what happened? What, where did you, when did you become this this crazy? I mean, you want to use pronouns that interchange that I can't just pick one. It's just nuts, but uh, you can't do it. I'm sorry. You can't do it. Uh, you can't change the language. You can change, you know, your, your gender. Apparently you could change your body. You can change your dress, your clothes, but you can't change the English language. It's, it's, uh, we have singular and, and plural pronouns for a reason. 
I challenge anyone out there who uh, thinks I'm exaggerating to read it. It's on ESPN.com. It is called The Power of... Did you attempt to read it, Craig? The Power of Laetitia Clarendon. Yeah, I was I was uh, skimming through it. It's <laughs> skimming through it. Uh, it it gave me a it. headache immediately. You can't do it. I tried. I you know if I'm going to call something the worst written story ever, I need to try to read it. I made it about halfway through. It is, and it's not just all the trans, the, all the references and the pronouns, the queer this, and it's just really, really bad writing. Almost as bad. No, I should say a little even worse, I would say, than the next story we're going to reference. The next story we're going to reference is, believe it or not, I said, who's going to be the first one to write a tribute to Leah after all the controversy? Uh, my money was on NBC, and I was correct. NBC, this is ran, this ran on NBC.com. It's by a professor at Purdue University named Cheryl Cookie, professor of American Studies Women's, Gender, and Sexuality Studies at Purdue University. This is what your kid's learning if you send them to Purdue. She has a uh, a piece, not quite as long as that ESPN piece. The headline is, Leah Thomas's NCAA championship performance gives women's sports a crucial opportunity. Anyone who cares about the advancement of sports and women in sports should celebrate her win. It is as nauseating as, as you'd expect. The whole thing is about how uh, women don't really have uh, a disadvantage. She talks about the people saying, those who oppose the inclusion of trans women in women's sports argue that trans women have an unfair com competitive advantage and that as a result, they will take away opportunities from cisgender athletes. According to the NCAA, these assumptions are not well-founded. Moreover, check this out, there's a lack of scientific evidence that conclusively demonstrates a direct link between testosterone and athletic performance. Right below that paragraph is a video of large Leah with those long arms and long legs and big shoulders. Uh, she says athletic performance is influenced by a number of factors, including hormones, but also things like coaching and training and psychological makeup, access to resources and equipment, among other things. Attempt to limit or ban the participation of trans athletes is not based on science. Okay, lady, Cheryl Cookie, we all just watched, we all just watched Leah dominate. We've seen her, him, we've seen him. She's a foot taller than the girl who finished third. Her arms are like the length of the girl that finished second. It was completely and utterly unfair, and everybody saw it. And I knew someone would try to make this argument uh, and just be, you know, screaming at the moon here. Because, And then comes um, just what you'd expect. Changes in sports don't happen overnight. Many professional sports leagues, like Major League Baseball and the NFL, resisted racially integrating their uh, player rosters. Athletes of color played in the NFL in the early years only to be excluded later. Today, athletes like Jackie Robinson are celebrated for breaking the color barrier in sports. Uh, then she gets down to, uh, uh, there remains a cultural investment in celebrating firsts, whether it's Jackie Robinson, the first openly gay active player in the NBA, or the first non-binary athlete in the Winter Olympics. 
and she expects um, us to treat Leah the same way. Leah should be embraced in the history, embraced in the history of progress that sports represent and recognized at the, as the trailblazer she is. God, uh, it's almost like the race didn't happen. It's almost like we didn't see Leah. And the idea, consider the idea that it doesn't really, she's pointing out that, you know, that you don't have an advantage if you're a male because of testosterone, even though your arms and legs and lungs and shoulders, they're all bigger and stronger in it. And she says there are other factors like coaching and training. Well, they get the same coaching. <laughs> they're on the same team. The training, I mean, the idea that the reason Leah won is because she got better coaching and training. I knew this would happen. I knew someone would try so hard to defend Leah that they would make no sense, that they would just off the deep end. It would just sound silly, but you really can't. You really can't. It's like comparing someone to Hitler. You're going to bring in up a Jackie Robinson comparison. Here's the best point. Somebody made this on Twitter said the only way that Leah would be comparable, comparable to Jackie Robinson. If, if Jackie Robinson wasn't actually black, he just like wore, wore blackface and pretended to be black, like Rachel Dolezal. That's who's, that's a better comparison. Leah Thomas is like the Rachel Dolezal of college swimming, but good luck to, Good luck to Cheryl Cookie and anyone else who wants to try to defend this because I got bad news for you. It's all on video. It's all in photographs. We've seen Leah. We know, we know that uh, it's a joke. Everybody knows it's a joke at this point. And uh, you know, our Supreme court justice, uh, a next Supreme court justice can't even answer what a woman is. So you got no arguments. It is a great point though. When you think about it, you ask someone, what's a woman, she wants to say, you know, a woman is a woman with female genitalia. You know, a, a man is someone with a, a penis. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs> it's not that hard, but they can't say that because they want to celebrate Leah as a woman. And they, and they can't because Leah has all the male parts, and including big muscles and good aerobic abilities and they just don't have an argument. You know, it just doesn't, it's just not going to work. They can try, but it's not going to work. All right. A couple more things we got to get to. Uh, should I throw, show, throw Shay in here before I get to uh, yes. Charlie Kirk and Bamani Jones? All right. Let's throw Shay. Let's talk about Shay Concrete. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shay Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that. You call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps at shayconcrete.com. And, by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shay Concrete 
or get on shakeconcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at shakeconcrete.com. Uh, yesterday we uh, mentioned that the Babylon Bee got kicked off of uh, Twitter, perhaps permanently because they will not delete the tweet where they nominated Rachel Levine as their man of the year, mocking uh, USA Today that named Rachel Levine as a woman of the year. It was obviously satire, humor, wasn't all that funny or, or edgy, but it's what they do. They throw a lot of stuff against the wall. Uh, it obviously wasn't uh, hate speech. It was a joke. They banned them because the uh, because Twitter's run by a bunch of authoritarian punks in Silicon Valley that are there just to advance their left-wing ideology. We heard all during COVID that you couldn't have misinformation because it was dangerous. You didn't want to convince people that they didn't need the vaccine or that COVID wasn't uh, lethal or deadly or whatever. So they took people down and banned them and banned people like Alex Berenson and banned Donald Trump because of misinformation. Well, this isn't misinformation. This isn't hate speech. It's just they really, really want to protect um, protect the radical uh, transgender uh, agenda. And it's it'll be interesting to see what Babylon B does. As I said yesterday, I almost hope that they submit briefly so they can get back up and do their thing because they're great. Uh, but I fear they're gone off Twitter forever. Charlie Kirk, another guy, I, you know, he's good on Twitter. He's got a huge following. Uh, how many followers does Charlie Kirk have? Um, he, uh, he's obviously, he's a founder of Turning Point USA. He has a big influence. He goes around the country recruiting young people to, uh, to conservatism. Um, he tweets this about Rachel Levine, uh, who used to be. Richard Levine, we pointed it out, from Wakefield, Massachusetts. Uh, grew up, you know, male as a man, had a family, was 54 years old when he decided to become a female, become Rachel Levine, was a health official in Pennsylvania, was nominated to the position of assistant secretary of HHS because He's a transgendered individual, and that's all the Biden administration cares about is advancing this crazy ideology. Anyway, Charlie Kirk tweets out, Richard Levine spent 54 years of his life as a man. He had a wife and a family. He transitioned to being a woman in 2011. Joe Biden appointed Levine to be a four-star admiral, and now USA Today has named Rachel Levine Woman of the Year. Where are the feminists? That's it. This is amazing. This is deemed hateful conduct. And Twitter writes, you may not promote violence against or threaten or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, age, disability. So he, they're accusing him of hateful conduct that threatens somebody. Um, I went through it. Every word of it is factual. Every word of it. He was Richard Levine until t- uh, 2011. He was 54 when he transitioned to a woman. Mm-hmm. He had a wife, a family, a life, became a woman. That's, I mean, you don't, he's not even passing judgment except on feminists that don't say a word about Richard Levine or, or, uh, or Leah Thomas stealing opportunities from women. 
uh, feminists are silent, but it is amazing. They don't care about misinformation or disinformation. They're just the, the vanguard uh, for the radical left. And I don't know what Charlie Kirk's going to do. Will he delete it? I guess, I guess he has to because he's got a huge following and doesn't want to lose that. And he's got a lot of influence and doesn't want to lose that. So I guess, I guess he'll delete it. It's not that big a deal. This is where the, the left I'm surprised doesn't lose more people. Cause that's not even, like you said, it's not even judgmental. It's literally just a fact. He has, he has 1.7 million oh, followers. Jesus. I mean, you can't just piss that away. It looks like to me that he's already back up. So maybe he's deleted it and moved on. And yeah, he's, he's uh, tweeting about Leah Thomas. So, you know, he'll probably get suspended again and probably. we'll see what happens. And, uh, but uh, that's just so silly. Just so silly. I, a couple of quick things. Uh, there's a book coming up by New York times guys that, that, uh, is not going to make our girl Kamala look good. A lot of stuff in there about how there's a feud in the White House and Dr. Jill hates Kamala. But my favorite part is she entered a room full of staffers, White House staffers, mm-hmm. and she was pissed that they didn't all stand up when she entered. <laughs> this woman is exactly what we expect, what we what we think of her. is She's just a spoiled, bratty, mean girl. Egomaniac. But, Egomaniac doesn't do any preparation, no homework. She's lost 10 uh, senior staffers in the, in 14 months because she doesn't do her homework. It doesn't prepare and they get her all right now, get the notes and everything. She doesn't even look at them and it shows, but she expects to be treated like royalty. Like I enter a room, you have to stand up. Yeah. She is such a nightmare. But, please uh, immediately get off your feet, get on your feet, please. I, uh, we, we've been uh, tracking Bamani Jones, let me get this up because it's hilarious. Bamani Jones, if you're not aware, is a ESPN wokester. And as we showed you with ESPN, when we read you their cover story, that ESPN is home for just complete nut jobs, fratical fringe kooks like Bamani Jones. And they don't care. I mean, you got PTI and around the horn and this, there's just no one allowed on that network. Will Kane was the last one who was not a radical lefty. So it's a home for these people. And it doesn't matter if they get ratings or numbers or subscribers does not matter. All that matters is you got to hate Trump and love Kaepernick. That, that, that's when you apply for a job at ESPN, they ask two questions. Do you love, Ka- how much do you love Kaepernick and how much do you hate Trump? And then they hire you. If you answer those two questions correctly. Well, uh, it's not just ESPN. It's HBO. HBO hired Amani Jones, after he failed miserably, as we chronicled the other day, in every in radio, he had the lowest rated show in ESPN radio history. He lost 90 affiliates on TV. They put him at high noon at noon, failed miserably. They moved him to 4 p.m., ratings even lower. They finally scrapped the Bamani Jones uh, TV experiment, but it doesn't matter. He's out there. He could say the craziest racist things. He can blame all the problems in the NFL on white people. White people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's just going to continue to fall up. So he gets a gig at at HBO, a show called Race Theory. Do you get HBO, Craig? I have HBO Max. Why don't you watch this for me? Because I don't have HBO. I canceled it because I hate John Oliver. I used to say I did it because of Bill Maher, but I like Bill Maher now. So I, I hate John Oliver, so I, I, I don't have HBO anymore. 
so I haven't seen this, but he, his show follows Monty Jones. I mean, Fo's show follows John Oliver, which gets big numbers. Mm-hmm. So they put him at this prime spot. First week, he debuts his first show after all kinds of publicity. He lost 80% of the audience that Oliver had, and he got 150,000 viewers, which is terrible. You think that's bad? Week two, week two for a uh, race. Is it really called race theory? Or is no, it, it was uh, game theory. Game theory. Game I'm sorry. Theory. Game theory. Let me find it here. Game theory. Week two, Bamani Jones, game theory. He, uh, uh, they, we don't actually have a rating number because they only do the 150 top programs. Oh. <laughs> and as, uh, was this John, uh, Bobby Burrick points out on outkick, he lost to paid programming on CNBC. That would be a half hour long commercial. He lost to Secrets of Zoo Comps on National Geographic. Spring training game replayed. <laughs> St. Louis at New- on MLB-, MLB Network. He lost to Jadugada uh, on Tudon Network. He lost to Weekend Recharge, the Weather Channel. <laughs> this is at, is it at, uh, so his show's at midnight. The paid programming on CNBC is at 2 a.m. So at 2 a.m., a commercial beat Pomani Jones. Oh, that boy. is rock bottom. That's pretty terrible. That, that is amazing. Uh, but you, you know, think people would leave their TV on when John Oliver's on and just happen to. I know. And, and think and say, oh, this is something different. I'll see what this guy has to say. And, uh, uh, but. It's incredible. He's uh, just keeps failing up and get, getting paid. And ESPN gave him two million a year to oh. have the lowest rated show in ESPN radio history. But uh, we'll keep track of that. We'll keep. We'll, yeah, how much low can he? How much lower can he go? We'll let you know what he loses to next week. I will be watching some, if not most, of the uh, Katanji Brown uh, Jackson hearings, and we'll see. Hopefully, the Republicans will keep going after her and keep making her uncomfortable, and maybe even go through her yearbook and find out if she if she farted in high school, because that's important. That's what the uh, Democrats did to Kavanaugh. But uh, we will leave it there for today. Uh, anything else, uh, Ironhead? Uh, just, the time? Uh, we are at fifty-eight. Look at you. I, um. <laughs> um right on time as usual all right thanks to everybody for watching and listening and messaging us uh thanks to uh, ironhead for producing we appreciate it this is the callahan show i'm jerry callahan and we will talk to you again tomorrow